holy name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus says in Matthew 28, make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and by teaching them to keep all the instructions that I have given you. And surely I am with you till the end of the age. That is the mission of the church. That is how we live by faith. That is what we are given to do until we, uh, while we are waiting our Lord's return. Make disciples, baptizing, and teaching. That is what we do as a church. That is what you do as disciples. Uh, because there is nothing in this life more important than being a disciple of Jesus. And it is uh, so not complicated either. Uh, it, it really isn't. Because notice the Lord did not command us to go out and start a bunch of uh, 501c3 nonprofit corporations in order to serve this or that marginalized community or something like that. Uh, Jesus does not command us to go out and start a bunch of social outreach programs or ways to entice people into the church other than baptizing and teaching. Now, I think that when you take seriously the teachings of Jesus, then you definitely will think that you have to serve the poor and you just have to love your neighbor, of course. But it really is simple. Baptize and teach. That's it. Now, you can't have one without the other. Baptism without teaching is dangerous. And teaching without baptism is foolish. You baptize the taught and teach the baptized. Because that is how salvation is given. That is how life is given. That is how faith is given. That is how you walk by faith. That is your life and baptizing and teaching that is our life. But you do have to admit, and I will, that there is in each and every single one of us a very strong uh, presence of the spirit of Naaman, isn't there? Um, it's in all of us. And we think that there has to be some other way, some better way, some bigger way, some more impressive way to live, to seriously believe, and to confess that I am baptized, and that I have died with Christ, and I now live with Christ. To believe that I am a new man because of the water and the word that was given to me 38 years ago, is that foolish? Isn't there something else, maybe something better than that? Think that we've invented confirmation as one of these other ways to prove God's gifts. I think the way that we've been practicing confirmation in the Lutheran church, at least, 
It's probably one of the more dangerous things that we've done uh, over the past hundred years or so. You teach kids every week, and then they graduate, and they never, ever have to come back. Uh, have you done this? I, when I was growing up, it was well known that there were so many kids in my confirmation class of 45 students that all they had to do was just get through confirmation, and then their parents would never make them go to church ever again. And some of them haven't. But they can pop into any Missouri Synod church and say, oh, I am confirmed. Wow, isn't that special? Baptizing and teaching, well, that can't be enough, can it? Now, Naaman knows that there is something wrong with him. Naaman is a great man. He is a mighty man. Naaman is a strong man. Naaman is even an important man. Naaman is a man of valor, as it says, but he was a leper. He has a disease that no one can cure, that no one can heal. There's nothing you can do. It's pretty wild uh, to think that even in this world, the mighty and the important people still can get sick, very sick, and even die. But luckily, uh, they had a slave girl in their camp uh, that they had stolen on a raid, and this girl was not ashamed. Oh, you have leprosy. Isn't that interesting? Uh, You just stole me from a place where we have a prophet, and uh, he can heal that. All you got to do is go talk to him. I mean, that, that's what unashamed faith looks like. Do I have such a faith? Am I ashamed of the gospel? And if I am, why is that? Why am I grateful when I find out that our friends are also Christians and then I don't have to hide anymore and I can speak openly about the things that I believe? Am I ashamed of the gospel? Am I ashamed that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead? Am I ashamed that death has been overthrown? Am I ashamed that all of my sins and your sins and the sins of the whole world have been forgiven? Am I ashamed that the demons have been cast out and defeated? So there has to be another way, doesn't there? Naaman writes a big check and tries to purchase the healing. He sends all these shekels and talents of gold and silver. Surely that will work. And then Elisha won't go talk to him. And he's probably never seen anything like this before, uh, where you can't just go and and buy something. How dare he? Does he not know who I am or what I can do to him? Now compare that with the centurion in the gospel today. Lord, I am not worthy 
to have you come under my roof, but say the word and my servant will be healed. Do you stand with Naaman? Do you stand over the Lord as one who commands him to do things your way? Or do you stand with the centurion beneath the Lord, sheltered and protected by him and his word? Elisha wants Naaman to go and dip himself seven times in the Jordan River. He did not ask for offerings. He did not ask for shekels or talents of gold and silver. No, Elisha does not ask for riches. He doesn't ask for reference or any sort of recognition or achievement awards even. Just go to the Jordan River and dip yourself in it seven times. Now, Naaman thinks this is stupid. This is ridiculous because they have better rivers in Syria, like way better rivers there. And interestingly, the two rivers that Naaman mentions are uh, kind of heavily engineered by humans. Um, and and they're, they're basically a system of canals that humans have made better than just some dumb old natural river. Of course they're better. We made them better. And yet, Naaman, because of the servants, who say, well, you might want to give it a shot. I mean, he says, go dip in the Jordan River seven times and you'll be healed. Isn't that what he said? You heard him. The servants tell him. And he does it. And there's no better way to get it done. Baptize and teach. And so we do. There is no other way and there is nothing better. And the church has been baptizing and teaching since Jesus told us to do so. And you have been baptized and taught. And you have been born again into a new life, always continuing to learn what this means. And that is how it has always been with the people of God. The Lord taught Moses in Deuteronomy 6. Uh, he, the Lord teaches the people through Moses to teach the law, the word of God, to the children. Speaking about the commandments, when you sit in your house, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, when you wake up in the morning. That doesn't really leave a whole lot of time for you to not be teaching your kids the word of the Lord. And a funny thing happens when you teach your children the word of the Lord, uh, you also are learning it yourself. And the Lord says to tie the commandments on your wrists and on your forehead, to write them on the doorposts of your houses on your gates. Again, that just means 
everywhere you go. You don't live some sort of segmented life where you just do this part of Jesus time for an hour on Sunday morning and for some other time. We don't do this thing where we just drop off the kids for an hour with the pastor and then they're good. It's good to do that. But it's not all there is. Coming to four Bible studies a week is great. There's even more than that. Naaman, he has to figure out what to do now. Now that he has obeyed the word of the Lord, gone down to the Jordan River, now that the Lord has taken away his leprosy, he's got to figure out how to live a life of allegiance to this same Lord who healed him of the leprosy, who made him clean. And Naaman does figure it out. It's weird, and he has to carry around a bucket of dirt for you know, the rest of his life, basically. But, but there you have it. He figures it out. There is no other way. Go wash in the Jordan River seven times, baptize and teach all the people, make them disciples. There is no other way. This is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first, then to the Greek, to the barbarians, Gentiles of all stripes, whatever places you come from. This is the power of God to salvation, to Alaskans, to Anchorageites. And what is there to be ashamed of? Go and dip yourselves in the Jordan River. Drink deeply of this water that is given by the Lord and live by faith. In the name of Jesus, amen.